0: Hi, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Live with Rye, the podcast. I'm so thrilled you're back again and joining me this week. It has been an incredible two months since I've officially turned all of these episodes into podcast form. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Hey, listen, make sure you do me the favor and subscribe, download, like, this podcast on all forms of wherever you get your podcast and leave me a five-star rating and review. It means the world to me. Um, and it obviously helps the podcast as well. So I'm so excited to bring you this new interview this week. Um, and if you want to listen to past interviews and all of my other 65 plus past interviews, you can, uh, listen to them on here, or you can click the link in the bio to watch them in video form. And those past interviews will be released uh, as the weeks come. So I'm so excited to bring you this new interview this week with the incredible Dominic Larufa Jr. He is currently in Manhattan Repertory Theaters powerhouse. It's going to be a great interview. So with that, please help me welcome Dominic Larufa Jr. Hi, Dominic.
1: Hi. Thank you for having me. And yes, give Rye five stars already right off the top.
0: Thank you. Yes. Well, I appreciate that. I I'm new to this podcasting game. I've been doing uh, this virtual show for about two years, and uh, it was virtually live streamed on. YouTube. And so uh, turning this into podcast is new. So yes, please do uh, putting them on on the podcast platform is new. So yes, please uh, a five-star interview.
1: (laughs) You should get five stars just for having the coolest podcast name live with Rye. You were born to do this.
0: Thank you. I was, you know what? I really appreciate that. I thought it was, I thought it was fun and jazzy and uh, you know, it's, (laughs) it's, 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 you know, it's great.
1: So I I love when people already say things are jazzy. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah, I thought it was fun, and you know what? It's expanded off to that. I mean, I host I host the Broadway talk show uh, in person called Live with Ryan Friends on Broadway. So mm. Live with Ryan has a lot of meanings, and it's exciting. So perfect, amazing. So you're currently in the production of Powerhouse at Manhattan Repertory Theater. Tell us a little bit about Powerhouse and what it's about, what we can expect, and your role. Yeah,
1: yeah so I am quite literally at Powerhouse right now. So where I'm actually in the theater, we, today is our final dress. Today's our last day of tech. We open to the public tomorrow. Tomorrow's our first preview. We're here at uh, ART New York. It's on uh, 53rd and 10th. It's a beautiful, like surprisingly beautiful space. I mean, all the theaters in here are, are gorgeous. It feels, it feels really like you've arrived when you walk in here. It's nice. Uh, the, the show itself is uh, presented by Manhattan Rep, as you said. Uh, it stars Laura Shoup, myself, which is fun to say, uh, George Bennett Watson, Jana Robbins of Broadway history fame, Jana Robbins, and uh, Jen Piero. It, so it's kind of a gender role reverse the the primary the primary plot line is a love story between two office associates one's a senior partner in a law firm one's a senior partner one's a young associate i'm the young associate who's in love with a much older woman mm-hmm. and the kind of office affair tryst and politics that that creates the you know and ins- a bit of insanity ensues but really at its core it's about a love story and when and where that's allowed in work
0: I love that. And I think it's such an interesting concept that was created uh, for this because this is not something that is new. I mean, we see this happening all the time. And I like that this is taken from the aspect of um, remind me of the female character's lead name.
1: It's Laura Shoop.
0: Yeah. Laura Shoop, that it's taken from the perspective of this of the character Laura Shoop plays and is made in a positive way. You know, she's a strong female who develops a relationship that is obviously consensual. And I don't think we hear about that often. And I mean, love happens in many places and sometimes the workplace is one of them. And so what have you learned um, in doing this show? I mean, obviously you put it up tomorrow, but what have you learned about uh, in, in your time so far of, of rehearsals and stuff that um, has, it made you look at life differently at things differently and has it made you a better performer?
1: I think every show, if you're not a slightly better performer than you arrived, you're not doing your job. And the other company members are excellent, and most of my scenes are with Laura. We're, we're together for the vast majority of the show. I think we both appear in every scene. And she's i I'm not, not a big fan of puns, but she is a powerhouse, truly. She's excellent. She, there's a reason why she has as many Broadway credits as she does. So getting to learn and work and fall in love with her every night has been a great joy.
0: Oh that's amazing. And I think it's, you know, um it has it given you uh, a new sort of do you think it'll help audiences give a new aspect to sort of um how we look at you know relationships I guess. Um sort of Yeah, I hope so place? because you know
1: as we're all aware we live in interesting times. And yeah. love is love is still okay and sometimes that happens at work. Yeah, And I really like the dynamic of it being a younger guy and an older woman, because that happens too, and there's never a spotlight on it.
0: It does. And I think that that's really what's powerful and exciting about this is it is a little bit swapped. You know, usually sometimes it's the older guy with the younger girl, but the fact that it's this awesome, exciting, powerful woman and, uh, you know, falls in love with the younger Younger guy, I think that that's wonderful.
1: Yeah, and what's not, what's most nice about it is that none of it feels forced. Mm-hmm. Like, it, she's just truly excellent at what she does. Right. And my character, Guy Stone, which I think is a, just a dope name. I mean, oh, Guy yeah. Stone, right? You know, he's, Stone, a, I love it. He's, a, he's a bit of a goof, and he's kind of coasted through life on charm. And he's really enamored with this, this person that is just outstanding in every regard. You know, and mm-hmm. then she gets to be a completely different version of herself at home with him. So Guy gives uh, Laura's character's name is Regan. Guy gives Regan this incredible gift to be vulnerable in a world where, you know, as a high-powered attorney, a high-powered Manhattan attorney, that she'd never really got to experience in her life. So That's,
0: that, yeah.
1: So, go ahead.
0: No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say the
1: dynamic of watching Regan at work and then Regan at home both as guy and then when I you know kind of check out a little bit and just watch her work as me, uh, you know it's kind of true to life. you know Laura Laura's a parent, I'm a parent. either the the roles that you have to play in the varying balances of life, right mm-hmm. are you know are really evident in the work and art imitating life in this show in particular. it's nice to be a part of.
0: That is nice to be a part of for sure. And where can we get tickets or um, learn more about this show? Share the link to the
1: uh, website. Sure, everywhere. The uh, The primary website is for the production company, Manhattan mm-hmm. Rep. Oh, great. Uh, but the the Play's primary tickets are powerhouseplay.com. Oh, amazing. And, well, and you can find it through Playbill, Theater Mania, Ticket Central, like all oh, the main great. ones. And how long does it run until? We run six shows a week till October 30th.
0: Wow. So not long folks. So make sure you get your tickets now. It's going to be very exciting. And um, I have a feeling there's going to be more life to this than just what we're seeing till October 30th. So it's very Thank you. Exciting. I certainly hope so. And uh, on on you as well, I mean, you, you're very, you're a very talented actor, not only that, but you've also gotten into the behind the scenes side as a producer. And one of the things that you've done is you become a co-producer on several Broadway shows. Um, this is something that I'm Very excited to talk about uh, a little bit with you as somebody who has come close to, um, you know, (laughs) becoming a co-producer, hasn't raised the funds, but has been, you know, offered a lot of different projects and everything. And I think a lot of people um, don't realize how awesome and exciting co-producing can be. So how did you fall into, um, well, first co-producing? On Broadway and you know most recently being on the Kite Runner and uh what what have you what do you love about it?
1: Well first of all just come on board I got you whatever you want to work on we'll figure it out together okay (laughs) come make your come make your Broadway debut. So the thing about co-producing in particular is it's hard to arrive at because it's really mysterious right? Like, especially over the last decade or so, and that's really when I found my way into it. There's more and more names above the title, and then sometimes there's only three and you don't understand why, and then there's 30 and you don't understand why, and there's really no resource you could go to to explain it. And then within that category, so everyone above the title on a Broadway show is a producer, right? But there's lead producers in there, there's co-producers, or sometimes executive producers, and they all mean different things. And they mean different things in other mediums. So like an executive producer in theater, for instance, right, that is usually a hired working producer, right? Like a salaried producer that manages the day to day Mm -hmm. working for the lead producer. Right. An executive producer in television is the top dog, is the number one An executive producer in film is usually just a fundraiser. Or sometimes a vanity credit for like a bigger name who's saying okay this film is okay wow. um so it's interesting is when people talk about producing it means something different to everyone but then it actually legally means something different <laughs> across all the mediums right so right. uh for co-producing and the main thing that's co-producing has given me uh it's made me a better actor it's made me a better writer it's made me a better storyteller because i understand what's happening around me now and initially falling into it i truly fell into it it was completely by accident i was my first broadway show i was 23 turning 24 it was all the way with brian cranston yes and that was a crazy thing for it being my first show because it became this phenomenon right you know, it won a Tony, it won a, bunch of, won a bunch of Tonys, Brian won. It was, at the time, it was the most successful limited engagement straight play ever at the Neil Simon. Like, it was a really wild thing to be a part of, but that happened because I was bartending across the street from the theater. Wow the i mean this is a little bit of a long story but i'll say it as fast as i can at the time you know, being all of 23 with all my 23 year old wisdom you know i had not been in a show for a couple of months right and at the time that was a really long time for me now if i could work every couple of months as an actor i'm really grateful (laughs) but (laughs) the you know then you know i was only two years removed from college mostly i was bartending a couple of auditions here and there a little bit you know little theater jobs small small roles film but you know nothing that was paying the rent, right? Bartending was paying the rent at the time. And I was like, okay, what can I do? What else can I do to like keep me in this business and keep me moving forward? And at the time I was like, okay, I'm not smart enough to write. I don't have any directing experience. I, you know, the design elements of show are are something you really need to study for an extended period of time to be able to do. So what can I do? What could I do? And because I was working directly across the street from this theater, I had some like Broadway people quote unquote hanging out there. And I got to meet, similar to your question, some Broadway co-producers knowing, having no idea what it is that they do and essentially pouring drinks for these people over a couple of months, I learned. I just ask questions about what it is that they do every day. And I was like, okay, so it's mostly about putting money together at first. But then once you do that, you really want to be in the room because you want to be a part of the advertising and marketing and sales structure. And ideally, if you do well enough, you could actually be a part of rehearsals and developing the work if it's new and all this stuff. So the only thing I knew about All The Way, you want to hear a story, right? I'll tell you. <laughs> so, we, uh, this is 2013 into 2014. So the biggest show in the world is Time is Breaking Bad. Brian, yes. So Breaking Bad's final eight episodes have just aired. Brian Cranston's the most famous actor in the world. There was a show on after Breaking Bad called Talking Bad that Chris Hardwick hosts, and he had Cranston on as a guest. So he comes on, he's talking about all oh, what Walter White means to him, how this role is going to be the definitive thing of his career. And the, and the host says, do like, you ever think there'll be anything else that challenges you the way Walter White does? He says, I don't think so. But... I'm working on a play in Boston right now and it's really kicking my ass. And then goes back to talking about breaking bed. So that was all the info I had. It's like wow. I was like, Cranston is doing a play in Boston. What is it? So I, you know, Google, this is about five thirty in the morning, by the way. And I, I, I Google. I see he's doing a play called All the Way. It's about Lyndon Johnson, so it's a history play, which is totally up my alley. It's written by Rob Shanken, who wrote the Kentucky Cycle, you know, Pulitzer Prize-winning writer, one of my favorite plays of all time. And it's going into the Neil Simon. Wow! Directly across the street from where I work. I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta do this. So again, no idea what producing means whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So the people I'm pouring drinks for eventually give me two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow, and we could have a whole podcast just about producing. That doesn't go yeah. to me; that right. has to no, go I into know. something. Of course,
0: Yes. Um, so I was in. But while this- wow that they, but, but wow that they that, that you raised that because that's
1: what, that's the wow. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> and it kind of has all been downhill since then because I thought it would be that easy, <laughs> but this first this first time around. So uh, I am working across the street from the theater. The marquee is going up. I the some of the team is in my bar, and I know that the next day is final dress. So I'm in this weird position where I have people committed to give me money. I'm like, I don't have an LLC or anything like that or what it is. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. But I'm like, okay. So I sneak into Final Dress the next day. I know the lead producer is Jeffrey Richards. I have no idea what he looks like or anything like that. I find him, and it was weird because it was, a like, a horrible winter day. So, like, this iconic producer was just shriveled and soaking wet like off in the corner trying to get his show up so i introduced myself to him and kind of similar to what i'm doing now and just word vomit all over him which is like hi i'm dominic and i'm an actor i work across the street and i raised two hundred fifty thousand dollars for your show and brian Kratz is my favorite actor and i love history so here's the thing about plays blah 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 and after he finally puts his hands up and stops me he was like hmm what (laughs) <laughs> do you want to say that again so to his credit it's final dress his his question to me is how'd you get in here <laughs> so like i didn't want to throw anybody under the bus so i just kind of made some stuff up uh to his credit he at the time he introduces me to his partner i get a call from his partner the next morning It's about 10 40 1040, 10 42 and the call wakes me up and he says be at my office at 11 o'clock at the time i'm living on the upper west side he's in midtown not really a chance I can get there in 18 minutes, but somehow I got there in like 21, 22 minutes, right? He sits me down on his couch with his dogs and says, please explain to me everything you tried to say last night. So that was just a version of what I told you. Right. And to his credit, he was like, how would you like to be an associate producer on this show? Wow. And that was 13 Broadway shows ago. It all started with drinking and (laughs) taking a risk.
0: I think that that's. I mean, what that story is so inspiring, and I mean, I love when things like that happen. And I think that's that's the 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 interesting thing is it it's finding the people. I mean, you obviously cultivated this relationship, but that's one of the things that I feel like I think that scares a lot of people or draws a lot of people back. And I know for me, it's been like there's so there's like a, there's a project right now that I'm working on that's off Broadway that I'm so passionate about that I could just like that I see that I'm so 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 passionate about. And there's a few others including, you know, Broadway ones that have been approached about, but it's, you know, your uh, my family and friends aren't, don't have, you know, heavy pockets, but then it's yeah. like, but you then sometimes you meet these people. And the, 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 the thing is, is, is finding those people that want to write that $25,000 check to help you get to that yeah. uh, 200,000 or 500,000 or $700,000 raise that you need to get to become a producer. And sometimes, and there are some new producers that are coming up that are trying to sort of break that mold and barrier. Um, the, the minimum is much less, but it it's funny because you know it, it's finding those people and they're out there, but how do you find them? and that's what's uh I think frustrating but also exciting because um you know yeah once you once you once you get them once you find them, you're in but trying to find them is is really is 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 difficult, I think.
1: Yeah, I can say with complete sincerity, like I'm a firmly middle-class kid from South Brooklyn. I didn't know anybody with money, certainly not real enough money to invest in something like this.
0: No, certainly
1: I'm grateful for my youthful bravado almost ten yes. years ago now because that's what allowed me to ask and not care if people said no. Right. I think if I was starting out now, you know, I have a family to think about. I have to be very deliberate in my choices. I think I would have been a little bit more reserved. I don't know if I would go into it at this point. So I'm glad mm-hmm. I started when I did. But I would absolutely encourage any artist or any honestly anyone who's really interested in learning about the business of show business to try to find a way to produce something, even if it was, you know on yes. a, on a lower level, because it's fascinating. I agree how things get made. I love making things. I love figuring out how things get made and taking something from where there was nothing to something.
0: And that's experience in and of itself. I mean, I've produced a musical, um, you know, last year it was, we were, it was a song cycle. Uh, this year we did it as a sort of full book musical, the triad. And, um, even something as small as that, or even putting on your own cabaret show, or, I mean, it gives you producing experience and, you know, you learn so much. I mean, I learned so much in, there was a composer that I found who reached out, who I become good friends with, who shared this project with me. I took it on. And, you know, when we put it up in 2021, that was, we're coming, it was July, 2021. So we're coming out of COVID and things are reopening. So, you know, there's so many different challenges we learned there. We did it one night and it sold out. Fabulous. Then we do it a year later and it's full book musical and there's new challenges, but there's new excitement that we learn and there's new things to be taught and new things to do differently. And and it's still, and while doing those things. And you will understand this. You have sort of that freedom to, you know, be flexible to like raise money, let's say via a GoFundMe in uh, doing smaller projects or like asking friends to give you like five bucks or something via Venmo. Um, It it does help because you, it teaches you how to like create and pitch something. So you, as it gets, as you get more towards a professional degree and more in a, like in a co-producer level or somebody approaches you with a, a project you know how to sort of talk about it. And, um, you know, so I I, I agree. I think just produce your own
1: work, you know? Yeah, I think it's very important for me to dispel the myth that you need to be a person with or come from money to make art. Yes. You just have to, I mean, granted, you have to work harder than the trust fund kids. Of course. But... There, there is a way to do it. There is a yes. path to do it. And it's usually a pretty unique one. You have to carve it out for yourself, but you need to surround yeah. yourself with people that are ambitious and risk takers and willing to fail and fail and fail. And I think why I'm seeing relative success at this stage in my life, and that's weird for me to say, like it's not something I'm usually comfortable talking about, but I think I'm seeing relative success right now because I failed over and over and over again and just didn't let it stop me.
0: You know, I think that's so important, especially because I'm in that same way, too. I think it, it's very important to demystify um, that and sort of, you know, tell people because you you, you hear it today and I understand it. people are like, oh, well, you know, producer, they're they're rich and it's come from money and you need to have money. And it's like, no, you know, and that's what's beautiful, I guess, about a co-producer or, you know, being your own producer in that sense is, you know, you have to work harder than those people that come from money or trust funds. But Anyone can do it, and I'm even seeing nowadays in this new sort of era where there are people who are get a co-producing credit or an associate producing credit, and either they didn't raise the money, but maybe they did social media outreach, or they gave a lot, they gave something to a production that was invaluable, or maybe they, you know, raised only maybe five thousand or ten thousand, but they still got a credit. And so there's ways to go about it, and um, and I just really I I'm glad that you say that because I think. You know, there is this myth of like, it's all the, you know, old, you know, white men with money and uh, you have to have millions of dollars to be a producer. And it's like on that co-producing level, anyone can do it. I think somebody also told me too, Um
1: not just the co-producing level well, on any not, producing level because well, there's, this, level, there's yeah. this fat cat persona that persists. Right. And it's right. just not true so like i'm doing i'm doing a film right now the best thing co-producing gave me was a resume enough that people want to work with me kind of right mm-hmm. like i don't have to pitch myself so hard if i say i'm going to produce something you know there's you always have to pitch yourself as an actor you always have to pitch yourself as a writer but as when you come in as a producer with some producing knowledge or some producing experience people just tend to take you a little bit more seriously so i'm doing a film right now you know it's a, it's a multi-million dollar project and i have you know i'm a full full capital P producer on. Um, and it's almost entirely creative. It has nothing to do with raising money for me. And at its core, what, a, what I've learned producing really is, is putting people together, is putting puzzle pieces together. And I'm able to do this, this film that I'm really not supposed to be talking about yet. I, I think it's fundamentally gonna change my life. But all I've done is put people together for it, put the right people in the right positions. And it's all coming together. Then that has nothing to do with money. That's amazing,
0: and that's exactly and that's exactly it. So I I think it's important that uh, people just reach out, and you never know. You know, you could have something valuable to offer. Like it sounds like you do uh, with these people you've put together. So it's exciting.
1: Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? People say no, right? Yeah. Just keep keep so- over
0: so you so your recent project is the Kite Runner as a co-producer and you're working yes. on the movie. That's very exciting. You've also acted in quite a few several TV shows as well. Um are you finding is there one medium that you enjoy more? Do you enjoy acting for the stage or the TV or I love
1: outside of my family, I love acting more than anything in the world. This show, doing the show, you know, doing, you know, pretty close to our Broadway schedule has really reminded me of that. And I in particular, I really really love being on stage that's what i studied that's what i pursued that's where my heart is but you know it's it's hard there, there's not a there's there's often not a work to go around on stages in new york right yes certainly yeah. when you have a family to provide for but if i could if i could choose i would be in an off-broadway not broadway i mean that specifically like i would probably be in an off-broadway theater 99 seats seats, something like that every day for the rest of my life H- however i, I will that. say. It's awesome being on a TV set. It's great doing films. You know, the TV shows I've been fortunate enough to do this year. Uh, I've worked with like some phenomenal talent and it's, just, it's made me so much better at my job having to step up that way. Particularly when you guest star on something because you're, so I did a show called Bull uh, this past yes. year it in its final season. And I had to step in and have this pretty substantive one-on-one episode with Chris Jackson. Right. You know, George Washington from Hamilton and, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, the lead on Bull. Yeah. Yeah. And no preparation, no meeting beforehand, no rehearsal, no whatever. And we had to like go for it. Right. And like, this is somebody, you know, I've looked up to since, you know, I remember going in the, in the Heights in college being like, oh, yeah, like I want to do, I, I need to do this. Mm-hmm. And then my first big guest star credit is with him. And, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to arrive there with a little bit of confidence and just knowing your stuff and knowing how to hit your marks and having a bunch of ideas, right? Because when you guest star, when you co-star, when you guest star, it's not about you. You know, the main players are together all the time and especially on a long running show. So it's really been my experience that you need to show up 101% or you're not being invited back.
0: Right. Exactly. I think that that's great. And I I, that's so inspiring and it, it, you're, you're so, so right. And I think a lot of people will take that will take away from that. Um. So in, in wrapping up here, cause I know you're at the theater and I want to let you get going with, with powerhouse. Um, what do you hope that finally people will take away audiences, take away when they leave and see it?
1: It's a great question. And I feel like after opening night, I'll have a better answer to it. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, I hope people take away fundamentally that people need the same things. They need love. They need community. They want to provide for their families. They want to have a work environment that inspires them. They don't want to just coast, right? They don't right. want to just do the do the things that people say you're supposed to do to get by. And then 40 years later, you retire and you look back and think what you did. I don't want to give it away. But my character has this real epiphany after being very good at his job for a long time. And he learns it's not it's not actually what makes him happy. Mm-hmm. right and that there is a way to still be who you need to be for the people that matter to you and it's not necessarily about what you do each day and the or more importantly who it's who you're doing each day with in your life and i think that's universal i think everyone can relate to that regardless of age or where you come from or socioeconomic background there's something to aspire to in the inspiration of doing what you want with your life each day Right. And if you could find a way to provide for yourself and your family in that, that's the dream, right? Oh, of course. Of course. You know, and our characters, Laura and I's characters, are going for that goal and they don't really realize it. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to get to explore each night.
0: So beautiful. Well... Dominic, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I'm so excited for audiences to see this. Um, I hope I get the chance to see Powerhouse. I hope please you, do. I hope you get the chance out there if you're listening to see it. This is such a powerful show. It's at Manhattan Repertory Theater, and it's, it's, it's Manhattan Repertory Theater presents uh, Powerhouse. It's it, and it's at uh, Art. It's very exciting. And um, Dominic, where can we keep
1: up with you? Uh, you can find me, I guess, on all my social channels. It's Dom Larroca Jr. at Dom Larroca Jr
0: amazing well dom thank you so much i appreciate it and thanks for taking the time
1: thank you this was great
0: hi friend it's rye myers your broadway and entertainment bff thank you so much for listening to this episode of live with rye the podcast i hope you got value out of it hey do me a big favor download this episode and make sure you subscribe to this podcast and also leave me a five-star rating and review on apple podcast spotify or wherever you get your podcasts the more five-star ratings and review that i have the better this podcast does so i need your help and support so make sure you leave that five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcast And hey, if you want to watch this episode or all my other podcast episodes in video form, you can click the link in the show notes to go to my YouTube channel where you can see all of these episodes in video form. It's really, really cool. So make sure you head over there to watch this in full video form as well. Well, thank you so much for watching. And I will see you next Thursday for another episode of Live with Ry the Podcast. Make sure you keep it locked here for all episodes of Live with Ry the Podcast. Thanks so much and have a great night.